You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, we're talking about the first date. And this was inspired by people who have been responding to YouTube comments and asking a lot of questions. And I feel that I don't have enough time to get to everyone's questions on YouTube. I get a lot of comments, but I decided, you know what, let me pick out some good ones and help guys out. I know that sounds funny. It's like, well, I'm picking them out from YouTube and now I'm answering them here on the podcast where the person who left them on YouTube might not be able to hear it. But you know, what can I do? Some of these questions take longer to explain. So guess what? You podcast listener are going to get the value from it. So you're welcome. And of course, I know you probably also watch the YouTube as well. I know a lot of people watch both. But either way, happy to answer these questions and I'm happy to do it here on the podcast. I also answer questions for people who end up emailing me questions for the podcast. You can email me trip at tripadvice.com and we can answer your questions here on the podcast. If you have something of a story or a situation that you're going through, something that you feel is unique, even if you don't feel it's unique and you just need some help, you can get your questions answered here on the podcast. Just email me trip at tripadvice.com with this subject line podcast question and I'm more than happy to answer it for you. That's what we're doing here. Helping as many guys as possible. And another way that I help guys is through one-on-one coaching, which is available to you if you feel that you're at a point in your life where a podcast or a YouTube episode or just anything that you might be reading, watching, listening to on the internet is not getting you to the place where you want to be at. And if it feels like it's a struggle for you, if it feels like every day you want this more and more, but you don't know how to get there, I want to be here to help you. And I want to get you to the point where you don't feel like this is a struggle anymore. I want to get you to the point where it's easy for you to meet women. It's easy for you to attract the kinds of women that you want, where it's easy for you to approach women. It's easy for you to get dates online. It should be easy. It shouldn't have to be this hard. And I know that you might be struggling. So I want to be able to help you. And you can do this through one-on-one coaching if you feel that the podcast or maybe even my Hooked program isn't enough for you. You sometimes need to be guided. I like to say even Hold your hand through the process so you're not doing this alone. So let me help you. And if you're interested, you can go to coachedbytrip.com. I know I do mention this quite a bit on the podcast, but you know, some guys have told me that they've listened to the podcast so many times and they finally said, you know what? Enough is enough. He keeps reminding me, so I want to get help. So that's what I specialize in. And that's how we can get you the fastest results possible. Go to coachedbytrip.com. Or you can go to the show notes where there is a link and you can apply today and we can get you to the point that you want to be at. All right, let's answer some questions. And I picked ones that have to do with the first date, but also I'm going to answer a couple of questions that 
may not be exactly related to the first date, but still will help with that. But let's start with some of the first date questions. Okay, this one comes from Justin Dart. I have one question for you. I love when people start with that. (laughs) It's unnecessary to say that, but he says, I have one question for you. Oh, by the way, it's funny. He actually has two questions. Uh, When you pay for the first, second date, what is the best way to bring up paying for the date after that? Just say nothing about it. Here's how I see it. Here's how I do it. When you are dating and you end up on a first date and then it moves into a second date, maybe even it moves into a third date, I just assume I'm going to be paying for it. And I just don't care. I'm just not going to make a big deal out of it. I'm going to be paying for it and I'm going to cover it because I'm the one who's going to be asking them out, right? So I'll be the one who's going to be asking them to do something. So fine, I'll pay for the first date. I'll pay for the second date. I'll even pay for the third date. After that, I'm just hoping that she has, or maybe she's even already done this, that she is attempting to pay for the date, okay? I remember one time, a long time ago, this back in like 2000, oof, I want to say 10. Yeah, around 2010. I remember there was this one girl that I dated, sweet girl, so nice, not stuck up at all, completely down to earth. And this girl never, ever once even attempted to split or pay for the date. I even tested it out. We got to like the fifth or sixth date. And I remember I tested it out. I waited as long as I could just to see if she would. And only for the sake where I just want her to do that as an as a nice gesture. Not even that I needed her to do it, but you want that nice gesture. And I remember she never did it once. We ended up going on maybe a total of seven, eight, nine dates. And it I stopped being interested in her. And it wasn't because of the paying part, but it just didn't she just wasn't the girl for me. So whatever. But the point is is that she never ever once did it. It was such a turnoff. It was such a turnoff. And it was weird too. Right? You'd expect that maybe from a girl who's stuck up or you know, maybe a model or someone super pretty. And this girl was really cute. But again, like I said, she's more like down to earth, totally chill girl. But nope, I was the one who was always paying and there just wasn't ever an attempt. So what I'm saying here is, is that you hopefully get to the point, even on the first date where she at least goes, she reaches the hand. For me, that's all I want. I feel like this is like a Seinfeld episode. Like all I want is just for them to reach the hand out. Just reach the hand, like put the hand and a straight, in a straight line, touch the bill. So it says to me, okay, you're going to at least gesture at the very least. And you know, if it doesn't happen on a first date, whatever. I'm looking for it though, for sure on the second date. And you better believe I'm looking for it on the third or fourth date. And I even hope that it gets to a point where she goes, no, stop. Like, I got this. Like, it's all good. Like, it's the third date. And maybe even I invited her out, but she's like, no, let me take this one. Let me just take this one. So, you're asking, what is the best way to bring up paying for the date after that? I wouldn't. I feel that it's a weird move. It's kind of cheap. And I just like to be the one to, to pay. I even like to, if I can get away with it, but it's hard sometimes to pay for my friends. If we're ever going out, I like to pay for my friends and see what I can do. It just It's a gesture I like. I like being able to provide that. And them know that when you're going out with me, I'm going to do everything I can to take care of it. Just something that I like to do. And it's up to you. You don't have to do it that way. I do find that 
people appreciate it a lot and uh, and I enjoy it. So I would hope that, again, long-winded answer here. The best way to bring it up is you don't. You say nothing about it and hope she does. Now, what I'm saying here is, I should be clear, if she does attempt to pay for it after the third date, just you, you can let her pay. That's fine. You know, I'm not saying you have to pay every single time. You can definitely let her do it. The point is, is I'm hoping that she even attempts it. Okay, so yeah, after the third date, let her do it. But I know that in my head that if I'm doing dates, I will be covering a majority of them. And then when she wants to pay, she will. And so on and so forth. So that's about paying for the first date. Let's talk about being late. So this one is about dates in general, not necessarily the first date. But Craig Catapano says, what do you tell a girl that consistently comes over your house an hour late? Once she even texted, you still want me to come over? I left and went to the gym. <laughs> That's funny. So he's saying that she said, you want me to still come over? It sounds like he said, sure, even though he doesn't say that here. And then he went and left to the gym and, and she probably still wasn't there yet. So here's the thing. I personally view punctuality as something very important. It is a big turnoff to me if someone is consistently late. And listen, shit happens. If you're late, you're late. Sometimes it does happen. Um, the girl that I'm, I'm with now, she was late to our first date, but then she was never late again. So it's the consistent being late, not being punctual, to me, that's a big turnoff. And it also says that you're not a very organized person. So it's it's not just that it's it could be rude. It feels to me that if you're doing that, then you don't have your life together. There's something wrong there. Like it actually leads to, to me thinking there's bigger issues. A past girlfriend of mine, a few years back, she was always late, literally to everything. And it wasn't like everything in her life was perfect. There was, I could see that, oh, okay, this is all related to the fact that you are not organized or conscientious of time. You're very all over the place and you just don't want a girl like that in your life. It's kind of a red flag. So I'm saying to you, what would you do? I wouldn't date this girl anymore. I know, sounds pretty intense, right? But I wouldn't. I would not date a girl who's going to be always late. And... You can say something if you want. You can say, hey, listen, if you're going to continue to be late, you know, it's just, it's a waste of my time. I have other things to do. So when you say that you're going to come and then you're an hour late, that just wastes my time. So I still want to see you. But if you're going to be late again, let's just, you know, forget this. Because to me, again, it's rude, but also it's a waste of your time because you could be doing better things. You're also letting her step all over you. You're letting, you're basically saying to her, I'm good. I'm cool. I have nothing else to do with my life. Time is not important to me. And that's very unattractive. The fact that she is coming over late is because you're allowing her to come over late. So you have to tell her, like, I don't accept that. I don't want that anymore. And say, if you want to, if you're going to be late, that's just not the person that. I want to be with because I have other things to do. So if you're going to be late, I'm going to move on to something else. So either she, see, here's what's cool about that. If you say this to her, she's, she's either going to jump ship, which means that she is a terrible person because she's not going to respect that. 
Or she's just like, well, that's me. And I'm just a person who's late. Well, that's not a person that I want to be with. So goodbye. So you dodged a bullet there, my friend. Or she's going to actually become more attracted to you because she's going to say, oh, wow, this guy's really standing up for himself. This guy's really taking things into his own hands. And that is very sexy. So she might actually become more attracted to you and no longer be late. Here's one from Tyler Sheffield. It's a good name, by the way. I like that name, Tyler Sheffield. He says, how do you get a first date to begin with? It's pathetic, but I'm 32 years old. Well, this is a very big question. First of all, I should be at least putting in the tips that I'm putting out there into the YouTube universe as well as the podcast universe. But remember, how do you get a first date to begin with? It's all about gathering leads. How do we do that? We meet women through online dating. We meet women through in-person approaching, aka cold approach. We meet women through our friends, our social circle. We meet women through our hobbies. We do not meet women through work. You might meet a woman at the gym. I would consider that maybe a hobby, technically. So we meet women through all these different avenues. We don't focus on just one of those. We focus on all the aspects, online, in-person, social circle. I'm the biggest fan of just doing online and cold approach. Those are my two most favorite because I think you're going to get a lot of women that way. I think it's a little bit slower through your social circle. I also think the social circle kind of trains you a little bit to just go for what's in front of you and stick to what's comfortable, keeping you in your comfort zone which doesn't allow you to go out and meet women in person. And so I believe that this is going to be the way, not I believe, I know, but I know that this is going to be the way that's going to get you as many leads as possible to then get you on many first dates. So if that's not happening, then a few things. You're either not going out there and approaching enough women. Most people aren't because it's hard. Or... You're doing online dating, but you're not optimizing your profile. So getting to a first date and getting a lot of first dates is all about volume plus optimization. It's almost similar to a business. You need a lot of people to come into the store and then you need your store to be really nice so that you can sell whatever it is that you want to sell inside of your store. Some people might call this traffic plus conversion. Traffic is just the amount of people that are going to be entering a store, maybe the amount of people you'll be talking to through online and in person. And then conversion is converting them to a date. How do you get the people that you're talking to on a cold approach to be interested in you enough to go on a date with you as well as how do you get people, women I should say, online interested in you enough to go on multiple dates with you? So all those answers can be found here on the podcast if you are wondering how to do that. Remember, it's all about leads and volume. There is a way to do this. I work with a lot of clients and we do this exact method and it works. Even if you have severe approach anxiety, we help you get over that. But once you do, you're approaching a lot of women and then you'll get numbers and you'll get dates. And then when you have an online dating profile that actually makes you look your best and has a bio that's just witty and interesting enough, then you will, through enough swiping, aka volume, right? Swiping and, and approaching is like the same thing. It's like synonymous, right? Swiping on an app 
or messaging on an app. Sometimes an app just has you message. But that's the same thing as doing an approach. So do enough of those with looking your best and being able to be more confident in it, which is going to come from you just doing this over and over and over, is going to result in lots of first dates. More dates than you might be able to handle, as crazy as that sounds. Thomas Vieira says, hey, Trip, what's the advice for when you ask her out? After you both talked about going out some time, but when you ask her, she doesn't say yes or no. Instead, she talks about something else. Thomas, this to me means that she's not interested. Women are not stupid, okay? They know what's going on. They are very, very well aware of what's happening socially. Okay, women are very good at this. So if you asked her out, especially over text, when they're reading every single text message that comes through, that means that she is purposefully avoiding it. So I would ask again, even though it's probably going to result in her either ignoring it again or saying no. I I've rarely, and I've, I've come into this situation, I've heard of the situation of when you ask her out, she just doesn't respond, yes or no, she kind of switches the topics. It means she's avoiding it. So I would say, Thomas, she's probably not interested. And this would be someone who I would just say goodbye to. I know I can be pretty harsh with this. I know a, a lot of the advice I give is, is goodbye. But I really mean it. Like this is one of the, I think it's one of the most important skills that you can have is being able to say goodbye, moving on, going, okay, it didn't work. And that's okay. You can't force every single approach or girl that you know to make it work. It just doesn't happen that way. That's totally fine. But the problem isn't It's not how to solve to get her to like you. That is going to be most likely wasting your time. You got to solve moving on faster, either through being as resilient as possible or just understanding that you don't have time to waste with women that aren't interested in you. You only want to be with women who are interested. That's why whenever I'm teaching online dating, I'm always talking about filtering for women who have a high level of interest. We only want to be going on dates with women who are responsive on the apps, who are then texting you to meet up with you and saying yes to then the actual date. We don't want to waste our time with anyone else. Only women who are very interested. And if they're not, we move on because there's another person. And if you say, Trip, I live in a small town. There aren't a lot of people here. I don't know what to tell you, man. Then you got to move. I'm just, you know, trying to give you the the tough love that you need. You live in too small of a town where you've been through every girl. You really think you've gone through all the swiping and there's nowhere to approach and you live in a small rural town. That is not going to be the best place to be able to meet women unless you want to potentially settle. So be very wary of that. You might have to get up and move to a bigger town. I don't think you have to move to the Chicago, New York, LA, Miami, Dallas area, some of the biggest cities in America. I know that there's a lot of people who don't live in America who listen to this, but you get what I'm saying. You don't have to move to the biggest cities. I think that is the best opportunity, but I get it. That's not always feasible for everybody. 
So you go to the next town up that has enough people. So just be wary of that. That might be something you have to do. Okay, this is going a little off topic here, but I want to answer a couple more questions. Joshua Fern says, I acted very weird one day to that girl who was in a friends with benefits relationship with me. And after that day, she said that we shouldn't do this anymore. So basically, I screwed up one day and it's costing me. How do I get that vibe back of the mistake I made? You know what, Joshua? This is, I didn't even know this question was coming up next, but this goes to exactly what I was just saying. You move on. Okay, she's not interested anymore. Move on. I wish that I heard more about this situation. I know that people who ask questions on YouTube don't necessarily go into a lot of detail. But I'm guessing when you said, I acted very weird one day, I guarantee you that was some sort of neediness. I bet you that was the weird thing. You're probably acting a little bit needy. And she wasn't looking for that from you. Of course, no girl's looking for that. But especially in sort of in a friends with benefits thing, no girl wants any kind of situation where you're in um, an emotional relationship. So the fact that you might have been acting weird or needy is probably what cost it. And let's just say that it was a lesson. I just chalk it up, Joshua, to a lesson. Here's a good question from Nyoku Uchenna. Hi, Trip. So nice to talk to you. Firstly, I love your videos. I find them very helpful. So my question is to you, how do I walk up to a woman working in a hair salon to get her number and create a spark? I know this is much, but please help a bro. Appreciative. Okay. Well, this is not an ideal place to meet a woman. I, I should come up with a term here, and, and and I probably will here soon, of the places where guys really like to weasel their way in and do approaches. It's like the gym or a waitress or a you know, hair salon. I guess it's people who are working. I think the pickup community used to call it hired guns. They used to call them hired guns, right? So the idea here is when it comes to these women, honestly, you just kind of make a quick little appearance and then just ask them out. Talk to them for just a second. Just go up and say, hey, I wanted to come meet you. And she's going to be like, ah, uh, and she's going to be like, I'm working, right? So again, this is not a very good approach here. I guess you can get a haircut from her if you want. But what I'm really saying here is it's probably something you want to dodge. If it's not easy to do because you can't get their attention. Well, yeah, let me be very clear here. Of course, I know I'm not going to tell you to not do something because it's hard. But what I'm saying here is you can't get the attention that you want from a girl who's working in a hair salon. Or maybe who's at the gym, who's there to work out and not get hit on, especially if she's very attractive and she probably gets hit on a lot. So it has to be very natural. Or you have to just go up, start a conversation, hope for the best, ask her number, call it a day in a couple minutes and see what happens. But this is not, these are not the places to meet women. It's slow. You're not getting enough volume. Okay. I want the volume for you. You're going to get that volume through doing the approaches, through going through online. Not from your one little one-off approaches at the hair salon, at the gym, at the movie theater, wherever you're going to go. Okay, So just be careful here with those little strategic approaches. I don't want you doing that. I don't want you to 
focus on that too much. Just do your best, see what happens. If it works out, it works out, or it doesn't, and so be it. I'm liking these questions. This is good. This is good. Of course, like I said, I want to hear from you. Most importantly, my my avid podcast listeners. So you can email me, trip at tripadvice.com, subject line, put in there, podcast question, and then I'll be able to help you out here. So, all right, let's move to the next question. Joe Smith says, I live in a basement studio because I can't beat the price. I've looked. Even if I clean, it's not very impressive. Is this a major turnoff if and when I actually get the chance to bring a woman home? Well, I guess it doesn't really matter, Joe. You know, it's funny. It's like, well, if I said it did, let's say I told you it was a definite turnoff. Are you going to be able to move? No. So the answer to that doesn't matter. So here's what I would do, okay? Because of course, I'm going to give you an answer. Is it a turn off? It's not a turn on. You know, it's not a turn on. No, it's not a turn on if a guy lives in a small studio. Again, I want to be careful with my words here. It's not a turn off, but it's not a turn on. Okay. So it's not helping you in any way, but it doesn't necessarily hurt you. If you're living somewhere in a basement studio because you can't beat the price, which means you probably live somewhere like in New York or San Francisco, potentially, if you're living there and that's all you can afford, she probably understands. She probably gets it. You know, it's one thing if you're living in a basement studio. And it's like you live in this rural town and it's like, wow, really? Like that's, you must be completely broke. And of course, if you're broke and have no money, it's not attractive to women. You got to have some sort of funds coming in. Okay. You don't have to be insanely rich to attract women, but you have to be making money and you have to have a job and you have to be doing that. So for you, it's probably going to be fine. But as a guy, so for everyone listening here, you should always be striving to have an awesome place. I actually work with a client right now and he said to me, he goes, hey man, I'm thinking of moving. I want to go somewhere, but I live in this house with a bunch of guys, but I have my own room. It is a nice house. We keep it clean, but I have a bunch of roommates. You know, Is that okay? And I said, to be honest with you, man, no, not, not really. I mean, it's fine for now, but your goal as a man should always be to strive to have his own place. So I like to look at people who are very successful, right? Think about someone who's very successful. Doesn't even necessarily have to mean that they're super rich, but a lot of people who are successful are rich. Like, do you think that any star athletes have roommates? Do you think that any movie stars have roommates? And I get it, you're not a movie star and you know, you might not be an athlete, but what I'm saying here is, is no, they don't. Because the best situation is to have your own place. That's the ultimate. So it's okay if you can't get that now. Don't worry. I mean, I don't want to freak anyone out. Like they're 27 years old and they're like, oh my God, oh my God, what? Or they're 22 and they're like, wait, what? I live with someone. Oh no, I'm screwed. Dating is not going to work. No, it can absolutely work. You can meet tons of girls. You can, you can end up having sex. You can get a girlfriend, all that stuff. All I'm saying is the goal is to strive to have your own place. You live alone, you have your own place, your own space. Sounds like you do, so you're halfway there. You live in your own studio, which is great. But you know, get to the point where you get a one-bedroom eventually. Like That should be the goal. That doesn't mean you stop dating until then. It doesn't mean it's not going to work. But it is going to be more attractive 
if you were a man who has his own place that is of a decent normal size. Again, nothing has to be huge, but at least having your own one bedroom that you keep nice and neat and clean and you have it decorated pretty nice. And there's so much information and resources to do that. Or if you're someone listening and you have the resources, I would absolutely hire an interior decorator. I did when I first ended up moving back to Chicago. I hired a decorator and it was the best decision I ever made. And it did not break the bank. Okay. It was somewhere around $2,500. And that you might think, oh, that's expensive. And well, I think you can, you can go upwards of ten to twenty to $30,000 to have someone interior decorate. But I thought, you know what? This is important to me. I want to invest in this. And it was the best, one of the best investments I've ever made in my life. Like if I look back and say, where was the best investments? That, was, that would be in the top 10 of all the decisions I've ever made. This girl came in and just made this blank canvas that was my place beautiful and cool. By the way, it's not that she comes in and makes it girly and decorates it. No, she de- she's going to decorate and make it look cool. She's going to make it look into a, you know, whatever you want. And we did some fun. She was doing stuff I never even knew existed. Like I have these drone shots. And it was her idea. She goes, what are you into? I'm like, oh, I like to you know, drone. And I like to take pictures. And she goes, okay, cool. Do me a favor. Send me those photos in the high, most high resolution possible. So I did that. What did she do? She took those. She framed them. And then she put them on this one section of my wall that's a little skinny. It's like this very narrow part of my wall in between these windows, if you're kind of getting an idea here. And then she put like this light above it that shined down on these pictures. I never thought to do that. I feel like I was in a museum. I was like, oh, I don't don't know. I don't know anything about design. So it's just so cool. So anyways, I know we're talking here about trying to have a place that's... uh, you didn't say you couldn't afford it, but a place that's like the most affordable you can do. And I'm sitting here going, yeah, spend thousands of dollars and get a decorator. But I'm just saying it's what you strive. Like I'm 35 years old, right? I'm well into my career now. Like this is something that I can do. It might not be something I couldn't have done that when I was 25, 25. No, are you kidding me? Not a chance. But I'm older now. It's something I can invest in. So it's something that you do. You're going to get wealthier as you get older. This is why, and I'm going on a side tangent here. You really peak when you're in your 30s as a man because in your 20s, you're broke. You're not making a lot of money. You're not really well-established in your career yet. But people start to get more established in their career, in their 30s. And then they have they generate, hopefully, more wealth and hopefully less debt unless they are going to school. But even if you're doing that, hey, that means in your 30s, you're finally a doctor. You're finally a lawyer. You're finally a psychologist. You've gotten your master's, your doctorate, whatever. You end up peaking in your 30s. You're like the best version of yourself. So don't worry, you'll get there. For now, Joe, your place I'm sure is fine. Don't worry, it's not going to be a turn off. But like I said, got to be honest, it's not going to be a turn on. Do your best to continuously upgrade as life continues. But if you want to make that place the best, look into decorating. Maybe you can afford to hire a decorator. Go on Pinterest, get some ideas, get a can of paint, and do what you can with the basement studio to make it look its best. And then it will be pretty cool if you can make it look awesome and it will get away from the fact that you live in a basement studio. Awesome Q&A here. If you need help 
Don't forget, coachedbytrip.com is the place to apply for coaching with me where I'm going to help you personally, one-on-one, through phone calls and unlimited texting. That's right. Every client that signs up gets to have unlimited texting with me, which means that they can text me whenever they want with any question you have. And I'm going to guide you to be able to be a rock star with women. I help a lot of guys and I've helped a lot of guys get to that place. So apply today, coachedbytrip.com. Thanks for writing in. If you have any questions, email me, tripadtripadvice.com, subject line podcast question, and I'll be here to answer it and get you the help you need. Take care. See you on the next episode.